live from Tel Aviv, two nice Jewish boys. Israel is known as the startup nation, but in recent years, more and more Israeli entrepreneurs have become more involved in social initiatives, often without an aim to profit. These social startups range from environmental protection to human rights to welfare, and although these organizations will not be acquired by Intel for billions of dollars, they change the world and people's lives. Irad Eichler has been doing exactly that with his initiative Shekulotov, for which he recently received an award from the UN's Zero Project organization. This podcast is made in cooperation with the Jewish Journal, www.jewishjournal.com. Also in cooperation with Secret Tel Aviv, Israel's largest online social network community in English. Just look for the group on Facebook or visit them at secrettelaviv.com. Subscribe to Two Nice Jewish Boys on iTunes. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to rate us. And of course, we want to hear your feedback. So let us know what you think in the comments or send us a message on Facebook. Hi, Irad. How are you? Hi. Good Hello. Evening. Hey. What's Thank up? Thank you so much here. for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. From afar. Yeah. But we'll <laughs> talk about it soon. Yeah. So, Irad, what is Shekulotov? So, Shekulotov, in a nutshell, is an organization that bridges the gap between people with disabilities and the community. People with disabilities uh, usually find it hard uh, and have... Uh, obstacles in the way of uh, uh, being part of the communities. Could be part of the communities in terms of uh, occupational, uh, finding a job, keeping a job. Could be uh, obstacles in terms of uh, being part of uh, you know, going to a movie or going to uh, have a coffee or so on. So we build bridges uh, between the community and people with disabilities. Uh, the, those bridges look, they are business-like or that basically train the people with disabilities in order to be, uh, to get ready uh, for the job market mm-hmm. training could be anything from building self confidence uh-huh. uh, to uh, keeping uh, work hours uh, relationship between colleagues and so on and now are these disabilities physical or strictly mental or both so, uh, so it, it's both uh, we started with the uh, mental health and we expanded to other disabilities but uh, we give services to 3000 people most of them well, with uh, mental illness what what kind of mental illnesses so uh, um it's various uh, to be honest uh, i'm not that much of an expert in uh-huh. terms of mental illness i could uh, you know tell you the mental illness but like w- i wouldn't know like we f- when we work with people we don't focus on the on the uh, on basically the mental illness we usually even don't know what what their background we use it, we usually focus on their strength uh-huh. and their vision for themselves and the, we want to help don't them strive physical strength uh, any yeah no n- not just physical that's, strength that's anything an, that's but an if an you have physical strength we will focus on it of right. course yeah no but that's an amazing approach because it's suddenly saying you know let's take away the stereotype of this person as a mentally challenged person and look at what not what he can't do but what he can do exactly so think each one of us you 
look at you you are like doing a post podcast right mm-hmm. it's part of your identity right when you introduce yourself you're saying that you're doing that and that and you're also doing I, a podcast I, I lie about it I, uh, I don't tell anybody about <laughs> yeah Aitan uh, is ashamed of it basically yeah. <laughs> he didn't get it he didn't get the fact that it can bring girls yeah <laughs> you know he didn't quite get it no but I did I, I tried it the first few times and then they went running mm-hmm. <laughs> I stopped saying it so well, that, that's that's actually uh, basically serving my point because that's building your identity so you tried something uh-huh. uh, trying to make an impression by using uh, something about yourself and uh-huh. by presenting yourself and that builds your identity uh, so we're working with people that uh, their identity is built mostly about their illness mm. and we want to focus on other things because it's not just about illness you have other things in your life and that's what we are doing we are basically building identities with people uh, to help them strive that's that's quite a struggle I mean it must be because an identity especially I mean these people are not children they're mm-hmm. people who are ready for the for the job market I mean not maybe not mentally but uh, age-wise so their identities must be pretty you know deeply ingrained to, to all of a sudden shift that has to be a, an extreme challenge But totally and uh, and your your remark is uh, the, it's also it's it's You know, basically, you can see that also the way they see themselves and the way they think society see them see them uh, and the way their family sees them. so it 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 comes in in such in various uh, interactions with uh, various people. So yeah, you need to to have really like it takes time. It yeah. takes time to build uh, the identity. because those people they come after th- they were they passed through the system. right mostly mm-hmm. yeah and then they get to you right yeah. you you don't start early which brings me to the question why not start early why not prevent you know preventive uh, strike um, why not prevent it in advance why not starting in a younger age yeah so that's that's a conclusion that you know we recently reached we as the all the health the uh, mental health system in Israel not just Chocolato uh-huh. we, we realized that Uh, you need to offer people other uh, uh, solutions and other ways to cope with the uh, mental uh, situation so yeah we try to get them as early as we can and it, it there's a, a connection between the stage uh, that you uh, deal with uh, your mental challenges and the situation that you are in so right. uh, sooner of course sooner uh, is better yeah and we have people that are like being hospitalized for 30 years. 30 years think about it like think about where have you been like 30 wow. years 30 years we ago we weren't yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so they so think about the uh, all of your life people stayed in the same place hospitalized in in a in, in, in a you know like in a small cell uh, inside the cuckoo's nest yeah exactly uh, and, and, and and suddenly they are out and and they don't know like they, they like been hospitalized before the smartphone Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Phone. Shawshank Redemption yeah. style. Yes. Right. So, yeah. so where did this, this idea come from? I mean, where did, where did your uh, kind of um, meeting with, with mental illnesses, where did that originate? So uh, I wish there was, there w- I would, like, there would be a, like, a reasonable reason, but there, there isn't. It's just a coincidence of so many things. Basically, uh, I started working with uh, uh, youth at risk at mm-hmm. the beginning. And then I worked with a social worker, and then I worked with people with, uh, m- that are uh, um, 
cognitive challenged, uh, mm-hmm. disabled. And then uh, I, I realized that there is a gap between talking about uh, helping people with disabilities be part of the community and actually doing it. Because uh, 12, 15 years ago, people with disabilities like did all their, uh, like all their, um, all their uh, or, uh, leisure activities. Mm-hmm. They, they were done inside their the houses or inside their occupational places sheltered places and they weren't they weren't really well, part of the separated community. from the society exactly so what I've done the first thing that I've done was uh, uh, a New Year's party that that was the first thing that I've done so I did a New Year's party but it wasn't in the sheltered place and it wasn't in the house it was in the middle of Tel Aviv open for people with, uh, with disabilities and And when I wanted to, uh, to, to, to hand over the, um, the, the flyers, the invitations, the invitations for, for the people, then I went over, I, I got a list of hostels, but I didn't realize it was the, I got it from the social worker that worked with me and started working with people with mental illness. Mm-hmm. So she gave me a list of, uh, of places with people with mental illness. They so couldn't have been too excited. I mean, when you come to these hostels, you know, hostels for people with mental illnesses, mm-hmm. and you're like, let me have everybody from your hospital. hostel. <laughs> I'm going to take them out for a night on the town, and, we're gonna, and I'll bring them back in the morning. Yeah. I promise everything will be okay. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't yeah, have been yeah, like... I couldn't okay. de- describe it better. That was the situation. And people were like, what? Like, it was like... <laughs> They didn't re- how ca- like you were working was blocking the doors and keeping this mad uh, maybe, guy out of here or maybe you're knocking on the door excuse me I want to take them out and then you fill the syringe like stick, stuck <laughs> in your neck and you, f- you wake up in a so you were a yeah. ma- you were a madman trying to, to get into the to the, the madman the madhouse yeah. yeah get the mad people out exactly. and how did the, and it did it work so I worked really really hard I, like I did for every hostel that I uh, uh, arrived to I had to, to have at least four or five meetings with the manager and then with the social worker and then with the assistant of the social worker and then uh, and then uh, finally they let me hand over the invitations to the uh, to the, to to the, the people residents. To the yeah yeah and then and then they had to, they had to choose like whether they want to uh, come or not so I Basically, back at that time, there were like around 400 uh, people living in the Tel Aviv and the surrounding with mental in- uh, illness and, uh, in the hostels. And then uh, I end over like around thousands of uh, invitations again and again and again. It took me a month and a half. And then at the day of the party, I was standing like I felt like it, in a movie that you wait for people to come to your birthday party and you don't know how many people will come because it was the first time ever that they were like mm-hmm. uh, invited to a place like that and and all my friends came in my family and we were like super excited and everything was ready and I was standing there and I was like with a, with tense how many people would come and then I said to myself like I don't mind if three people would come four people would come I will give them the best time of their life it will be like a blast and then I Two hundred people came, wow. and it was like one But of the best parties let's take I've a step to. back for That's a minute. Amazing. What drove you to do that? I think like as you back. were giving the flyers like what and what, what kept that? the fire what was pushing you yeah yeah burning that that's that's a great question i think i think what at, at the beginning made uh, make me uh do that was the I was looking for a meaning. Uh, and I, I asked myself what's what makes what, what's a meaning for me because everyone has different meanings right in in their life or something that gives a meaning to their life so 
And then I realized that making a difference in other people's life is a, is a meaning for me, like people that really appreciate what I do, but not just the ordinary people, people that are struggling, people that are like the, the lower part of the pyramid. That, that's, that's a meaning for me. It took me a while to do that. And before that, I, uh, like I worked with the youth at risk and I worked, as I said, and I also worked, I went to work in, uh, in Pizza Hut for three months uh, to check, you know, to check whether I'm, I'm in the right place or not whether it's edible or not yeah and and, and after three months in uh, in Pizza Hut I realized like I was in the right place and you were starting to develop a mental illness <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> and, and uh, also a belly <laughs> their, their, their pizza their pizza is crazy good yeah I just have to say <laughs> sorry I had to I had to, I had to. <laughs> I couldn't help myself <laughs> and so you you realized that's yeah. your meaning Exactly, yeah, and then... But and you had to test it yeah, to I, make I, sure it is, though. Definitely, and I, and I rechecked it again and again during those years, and I, I, I had all kinds of uh, small adventures uh, to find out whether I'm, I'm in the right place or not, and I feel, at least today, I feel that I'm it in the right place. It felt right. Yeah, it felt right, and it was hard in terms of, like, um, because you had to convince everyone that what you're, like, thinking, it's the right thing to do, because everyone was against it, even your even the the, the people with, with mental illness they were like what how can i come to this place what, what will happen to me like i'm a madman people would look at me i'm crazy uh, stuff like that people were saying those kind of uh, sentences and i was amazed like i thought you think of yourself that way like uh, you don't even know if it's indoctrinated or it's them saying it yeah. maybe you know what i'm saying yeah yeah totally i think I think it's both. It's both. Uh, and, 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 and I can still see it today, even after 10 and 15 years of doing the same thing. As, and, we, and, and we did like uh, uh, an amazing way of uh, like we advanced a lot mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, interaction with communities and self-stigma and so on. Mm-hmm. But still, you can meet those sentences as people that seem themselves as uh, they've been... Lesser. Os- yeah. They've exactly. been ostracized. Yeah. yeah. So um, you... Now you threw this party, but the organization today is one that helps these people uh, get integrated into the you know free job market, yeah. and then they can find jobs and sustain themselves, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and so, how does that how does that work? So, fast forwarding uh, like a year, a year and a half uh, into the process, so I did like a lot of which is when events. I think it's it's we, I started in two thousand and three, maybe, okay. and then like around two thousand and four or five. I started doing those. I I, I went and uh, I, I did all kinds of parties and so on, trips and traveling and so on. And then I asked, I invited people, uh, and then I visited the sheltered place, and I realized by talking to the people that there were like people in those big gray industrial buildings sitting day after day, putting envelopes, uh, letters in envelopes or uh, plastic uh, spoons and teaspoons into plastic bags. Day in, day out. Robot jobs. Exactly. And, they, and, and I was asking them, like, what, what do you want to do? Uh, and they, did, they said, we want to be out of here. We want to be part of the community. We want to have interactions with the community. So that's in one end. And the other end, there were places that they were doing all kinds of um, painting, small painting jobs. And then their parents came after six months, bought what they, uh, what they did. Mm-hmm. And then they had money, uh, bought again, you know, all the... All the stuff that they need to paint and then artwork artwork Ah, craft and and so on um and then 
I connected the dots uh, with the help of a good friend of mine that we were talking and I told him like, they want to go out. They want to uh, be part of the community. Uh-huh. Those guys are making kind of craft. What, w- we are the community. Yeah, we are the community. So um, what can we do? And then we, we came up with the idea of doing uh, small uh, selling points inside of malls, basically, or shopping centers. And and sell those uh, craft, uh-huh. but the 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 sales uh, men or women could be the uh, the people with mental illness, and that could be part of the recovery process. So getting them ready for the job market. Right. So if I'm understanding correctly, this whole mechanism is built from people with. So you have the people who create this, st- who who create the artwork or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then the people who package it, and then the people who sell it, and exactly. they're all part of this community. Exactly. Ah, and okay. each one of them are are doing uh, something that is. Uh, suitable for them and but meaningful and meaningful for the process yeah and meaningful also with the community because we change from craft and today we are like producing chocolate and candles and soaps something something that you would buy uh while you're being in a, in a shopping center mm-hmm. and that's makes a me uh, that's makes and that's uh meaningful for you so i'll give you an example like we have this candle uh, uh factory and we manufacture uh, uh of course and and uh and we ha- we have we had an order from a super farm which is a, a large uh, retailer yeah pharmacy retailer in, in here in israel and um and and, and they ordered like uh, uh like big uh, they had like a big order but we could uh, sell the same the same amount of uh, candles to other uh distribution channels and earn much more money mm. uh, but we decided to sell it to super farm and the reason was because that the, the 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 brand super farm is really strong here in israel and the people in the candle uh, uh factory making candles for super farm mm-hmm. it was so meaningful for them mm. so we decided to do that and those people that made the candles and packed them with super farm uh, uh packs w- took their families to the super farm uh, uh branches and showed them the candles that was that was so meaningful but th- for them that they wanted to show their families Uh, what they've done so right that's that, amazing yeah so and, it's and, uh, but i mean i feel like we have to strip the title of startup from you because <laughs> it's like you gave up on money which is you know the 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 highest value in the startup nation world mm-hmm. is you know you go after the most profitable thing there's no loyalties there's no emotions there's just money but you decided to put that aside for something more meaningful which values is, yeah my world is built differently i think uh to be honest i think um selling the dream of mm-hmm. like earning money is uh keeping you away from being uh present at the moment that you are in mm-hmm. right now and thinking always thinking about the next step no it's not uh, true you have options for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but <laughs> at the end of the day vested period yeah, yeah. yeah don't worry they've figured it out you know <laughs> they've monetized that as well yeah but okay so what is though i am interested as and i was i was being obviously uh ironic when i said that i i, I commend that 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 decision to kind of you know put aside the profit but what is if it comes down to it what is the business model of this perfect so Basically, let me give you a scope of our uh, of Chocolat of today. Um, so we, we have 270 employees, uh, workers. We don't get any donations. We don't have any volunteers. Ef- everything is self-sustained. And we never got any loan even. Everything, everything was uh, built um, 
based on our work. We, we give services to 3,000 people all around Israel. 600 of them are already placed in the job market. Our revenue, uh, our turnover, basically, our annual t- uh, turnover is $15 million. Um, again, everything is like uh, self-income, mm-hmm. no donations. No um, subsidies. So, yeah, so we have two, uh, no subsidies, but we have two uh, uh, revenue streams. Mm-hmm. The first revenue stream is uh, basically from our, uh, our products and our services mm-hmm. that we sell to the, to the community. And the other revenue stream comes from the, from the government. We sell recovery services uh, to the government. But it's, it's not a subsidy and it's, not a, it's something that the, the government of Israel decided in the year of 2000. They decided to buy recovery services from uh, providers in the market. Like recovery. privatizing a little bit. Exactly, it's the, privatizing. Exactly. The rehabilitation process for mentally ill. Exactly. That's, yeah, and, and there's housing and there's uh, occupational or vocational recovery and so on. So we are in the, the leisure and the, reco- and the vocational recovery. Which is amazing because all the people here in Israel from the left, from your kibbutz maybe, <laughs> um, anti-privatization, it's so ironic, yeah. anti-privatization, how do you say it, privatization? Yeah, privatization. Um, and then, but then again, if it, were, if it weren't for that, Um, your organization couldn't have benefited from it, yeah, right? Exactly. It is ironic a little bit. You had to get oh. that political twist. <laughs> of <in>. course. <laughs> it's because yeah. it's amazing. Because I tell you why. Because here in Israel, you always hear from the left-wing politicians how the privatization ruined this country. And you never hear stories like that. Like, this is the, the secret, unknown, good side yeah. of privatization, I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, I'm left wing of course from them from the Ki yeah <laughs> but but I'm, I'm also pro uh, privatization because I think in in, in most areas uh, but because I think it makes a lot of sense and I, and we are like a, a, a living uh, proof of that because we move fast we are much more efficient and I think the governments uh, and I'm, I'm telling that to the government I think the government should um, have more um, Um, not, um, they have to, to create the policy and to um, oversight, the way. Re- regulate, the way. regulate, and regulate, oversight. And, yeah. and, and they, they have to oversee us and, mm-hmm. and they have to, put, like, to, to give us some you know, KPIs and goals uh, as, as a service. Uh, and, and we will reach them. And that, that should be the, the system. The synergation. And, yeah, and, and I think also the... Um, the um, The economical, uh, economical mechanism should be uh, different than it is today because today it's less based on, the, on success and it's more of like a, an ongoing payment mm-hmm. no matter what are the quality of the services uh, that you provide. And we uh, and the government uh, are pushing it to be more uh, of a quality uh, payment as opposed to just services. Uh, and that's that's a good private mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it serves the goals of the of the government and it serves the goals of the of the public service right um, and to be honest the Ministry of Health in Israel is amazing and especially the mental health department mm-hmm. working with them is amazing and it's So you, you work with the Ministry of Health and, and also the Ministry of uh, Welfare? Welfare, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the Ministry of Defense. Because Not the really. Ministry of Defense, 
in the Ministry of Defense in Israel, there's like the recovery uh, um, for division. Yeah, the wars. Exactly, exactly. So we work with, and exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So we work with them also. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, to be honest, I think that there, there are a lot of good parts in the Israeli public service that are not shown in the media and don't get enough media and don't get enough stage story for people to see that they're actually you're paying for the service your right. tax money is paying uh for what we are doing um yeah mm-hmm. okay so let's talk uh prizes <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about this 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 prize you just got you you were in new york right i i was in vienna uh ah. it was in, in in vienna the uh who needs new york vienna it's yeah. so much nicer <laughs> no, actually i've been to new york so it was nice to go to to fly to vienna because never been there Oh, okay. Two days in Vienna, it's enough. Um, really? You can see it's for But it's only, what, one, two, three, four schnitzels. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm vegan, so... Uh, oh, no, so no schnitzels. Yeah, no schnitzels for me. No, there's no, tofu there schnitzels. Were, yeah, there weren't, there, there weren't any tofu schnitzels in Vienna. No? No. Well, we'll find them. We can it's open a, a tofu schnitzel uh, stand. I think, I think it's an abomination to, to the Viennese people. <laughs> yeah. They're like yeah. tofu schnitzel. Yeah. This is why Hitler <laughs> yeah, uprose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because, of, because of tofu schnitzel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was his like, <laughs> claim to fame. We'll destruct it. Yeah, yeah he was after the tofu schnitzel. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> after the tofu schnitzel. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he was vegan. Like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so wait, so you were in Vienna, and what 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 is this prize? Tell us a little bit so about pr- it. So there's like this Project Zero, Project mm-hmm. Zero, Project Zero uh, aim to get um, inclusion, uh, mm-hmm. or what's the opposite of inclusion? Exclusion. Uh, exclusion. The exclusion, uh, zero exclusion for people with disabilities. Mm. So um, yeah, so so that's their goal. So. Every year, they are like uh, doing contests. Uh, they work with the UN. They are like a branch of the UN in the stores. They work. They, they work. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's a private uh, fund working with the UN, mm-hmm. um, and the prize is, is yeah sponsored. Yeah, exactly. And they so every year they are like um, uh, looking at different uh, practices uh, and looking at the most innovative practices in the world. Uh, and every year it's different. Like it could be housing, it could be uh, occupational, it could be leisure. So this but year it's was all with mental disabilities. No, or no, just zero people, exclusion for people with disabilities. For, ah, people, any disabilities. Ah, okay. um, so yeah, so we won uh, the prize of uh, one of the innovative practices of uh, 2017 uh, for the Project Zero, and we got to um, to present our model. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, in terms of like. For us, as a, of course, the, the prize and the, and the honor and the recognition of our work, but also it was amazing to meet uh, 500 people from 70 countries doing pretty much what we are doing in terms of like their, uh, uh, their daily job. It's that everyone has their own practices and so on, but people that are waking up for the same uh, uh, mission and st- every day, it was amazing to see people from Australia and from... Uh, and you got to meet these people? Yeah, we got to meet them and talk with them and learn what they're doing. And uh, we are now building a network of people that are... Uh, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. There wasn't a network before. There wasn't, yeah. So, so now you're working on really establishing... Is someone heading that up? Or? So us, Shukulatov, uh, yeah. and uh, our R&D uh, uh, department and also the Project Zero together, we are doing uh, uh, building a network. Of, uh, that's amazing experts. yeah it's and, and you have so much to learn from uh, different like 
and what I, I was amazed that at the end of the day, uh, all of those people, all of us, uh, have the same values. Like uh, you know, you meet people that are educated in different places and like had a diff totally different uh, life story, but still they have like they w wake they up all ended up in the same point exactly. in life. Exactly, it's amazing. I think yeah. it's amazing. So let's get back to the organization because how it's built, it's so interesting. So you now you have different branches of different activities, mm -hmm. right? You have uh, a candle factory, mm -hmm. you have coffee shops mm -hmm. in which the people, um, the uh, challenge... We call it service users, service users. The, it's people with disabilities, but uh, we position it as service user because that makes a lot of sense in terms of like, what they need from us. So how do you call them again? Service users. So the service users, your service, mm -hmm. rehabilitation, the service users um, do everything in the coffee shops. They serve, they prepare the meals, no, everything. The serv I'm sorry, the service user are the, the co are the coffee shops? The, those no. are the end users. Ah. The, the, the people that buy coffee are the end users and the people that are get rehabilitation services are service users. Ah, okay, okay. Um, Okay, so you have the coffee shops. Mm -hmm. You have something that I adore, which is Sipur Chozer. Yeah. Returning <laughs> story. I I bought like half of the library what, here. What is that? You want to explain it? No, please do. Okay. So basically, it uh, it's it's a line of bookstores, but it's also an online shop. Uh-huh. The concept is secondhand books for 20 shekels each no uh, exceptions like even the most expensive if you have books sometimes the value more doesn't matter everything for 20 shekels every book and there have shops what's amazing is that uh, every like month i see a post on facebook about a new shop mm -hmm. so you're <laughs> branching those shop uh, shops out there mm -hmm. so uh, we have like two we have a uh, here in israel a duopol of uh, of bookshops, it's Stimatsky and Sovet Svarim, and yeah. they should fear, I mm -hmm. think, because mm -hmm. of you guys. So it's a, so basically, it's a bookshop, yeah. secondhand bookshop, which is beautiful. Um, what else? There's a chocolate factory, mm -hmm. yeah, and um, a sweet um, bouquets mm -hmm. factory. factory. Yeah. What else? So yeah, so just just to get back to just uh, two more sentences about yes. rebooks about Sipuchaza, which. Uh, we have also uh, uh, shelves on, uh, oh, on right. in coffee shops, 500 shelves all around uh, Israel. That those shelves are placed in restaurants and coffee shops, and you can buy books for 20 shekels. Oh wow! Also, um, which is yeah, it's it's pretty cheap, and we have. You guys basically provide the best services: books, yeah. chocolate, and candles. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we have also. Do you make condoms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a nice. Idea. <laughs> not a bad idea thank you yeah. thank you yeah i think because i think <laughs> chocolate condoms yeah you, you, as <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite risky <laughs> mine melt totally useless actually <laughs> totally useless yeah we have 10 line of uh, business activities so the first one is uh factories we have eight factories uh, as a matter of fact two of them are in the uh, arab uh, society which is amazing but not the territories no not the territories um we are left wing as okay. we said yeah no <laughs> not in palestine in israel right um so we just lost half of your uh, no no our right? jewish journal <laughs> listeners will will love that yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah although there's uh, you know i, d I don't want to get too much afar but there is a big discussion about it apropos soda stream you know because mm, yeah. soda stream had the factory and the claim of of the right wing people is 
these like a factory in the territories like soda stream Employed. provides jobs for hundreds of palestinians living in and now they closed that factory and actually hundreds of palestinians in the territories uh, lost their jobs and their income so it has both sides never mind yeah, yeah. Uh, back, so, to, back to back to non-political yeah. issues. It, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but so yeah, but it's important. You have factories in really in the periphery. Yeah. And uh, so, and and what's amazing is that one one of the factories is in a village or a city called uh, Bakal Garbia. Yes. And it's near Khedera, which is a Jewish Jewish uh, city. And then you have uh, Jewish service users coming to Baka every day to get uh, rehabilitation services in uh, Arabic uh, city, which is amazing. Uh, so it's it's a cooperation, cooperation between us and another Arabic NGO, so those two factories. Uh, so we have that's amazing because it adds have... another another level to the to the to the rehabilitation you're doing. Not just rehabilitating mentally disabled people, but you know Israeli society as a whole. Yeah, and of, exactly. Yeah, and we're really proud of it. And of like, course, uh, it's obvious you have uh, Arab uh, service users. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, which is a different. The Arab society is different from the Jewish society, and you have different challenges when you come to provide services for people with mental health in the Arab society. So we had to redesign uh, the way we give services mm -hmm. because they have different needs, and you have to be cultural, uh, and you, you need to find the cultural fit mm -hmm. in order to, to for your rehabilitation service to be effective. So you walk, you, for example, we over there we work more with the families. Uh, as opposed to the Jewish community where we almost don't work with the families and diff and, uh, and other examples. For, so for what reason? Like because family is like a much more present thing in, in Arab culture or I mean what? So in Arab culture or the where we work, um, the, the way they approach people with mental illness is different and they, there's a lot of shame there and there's a lot of hiding and people, you could, as opposed to hospitalizing people uh, sometimes they keep uh, the people in their houses like mm -hmm. and don't don't let them out so so no one will know that there's a problem so you need to reach out uh, for the families work with the families and then start working with the person and then uh, and helping them get out so it of almost the house. becomes investigative in a way i mean it sounds like it if you have to find these people who are yeah hidden, hidden yeah. away so People, it's like people know and don't know. So okay. it's like it's not like uh, you know we, we're like uh, detecting and uh, finding yeah. whether people are. You haven't been out of the house for a week. We'll find you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but you know we we get uh, like families uh, you know uh, anonymously uh, speak with us and then they speak ah, with okay. us and then they identify themselves and then we reach out. Uh -huh. uh, and also, of course, all the workers there are Arabs. It's not just uh, it's not a Jewish service. It's a, it's. Arab to Arab service. Right. Uh -huh. so, yeah. so guys, um, we try to bring indie Israeli music in English from time to time to the show because we have so many amazing musicians here who sing in English. Mm -hmm. So why not get to know them, right? And today we have Define Martin. What which, is, is, which is a play on words. Uh, we learned from them. <laughs> we actually recorded this song live, live here. Here in yeah. the nice, two nice Jewish Boys studios. Yeah, which is going to make it big one day. One <laughs> day we'll have... Uh, the Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> oh, wait. It's two of them. <laughs> too late for that. <laughs> two of them. But anyway, the Fine Martin apparently is a play on words f with uh, the Pine Martin, which is an animal. That's all yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, 
The, uh, an animal that that uh, lives in uh, northern Israel and Europe. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Apparently, it's, it's like, like a, a cute little. You know what's like like the Hebrew name? Nah, the no idea. Yeah. No, I no. honestly don't even know what this animal looks mm, like. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> it looks like it's a cute little furry thing. Mm. Never mind. So yeah, so there the five Martin. It, it was recorded live. They Great are band. yeah. Great so band. enjoy it, and they are on Facebook. How do you spell it? M A R T E N. Define Martin. Okay, enjoy. That was amazing. It's beautiful. Wow, amazing song. The, the Fine Martin. Fine Martin plays some fine music. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> ha 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 ha. And uh, 
and I looked witty, up witty, I, I looked up some facts, some interesting facts <laughs> yeah. about pine martens. First of all, in Hebrew, they're dalak ha'eropi mm. or dalak ha'oranim. Um, Q-dulik, because he's uh, yeah. chasing. Chasing, they yeah. run really fast. Is that yeah. what that means? Yeah. I thought it meant gasoline. <laughs> I was confused. Well, it's cute. But yeah, anyway, they, uh, the males are very territorial. Fun mm, fact right. about pine martens. Thank you, was, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. um, so I was wondering... Hello, Irad. Hi. Hello again. I was wondering if you contact the service um, users. users in person and how do you connect with them and when mm. and how? So yeah, basically the, the way that it works, like in generally, that mm-hmm. they reach out for our services... And they hear about us. They look at uh, they look at the internet, or they get a um, uh, um, um, they, they the they come from the Ministry of Health. They get a recommendation from the Ministry of Health, or or their friends, or whatever. And they they come and they're like looking at the service, and they choose uh, whether they want to get service from us or from other service providers. That's the way that it basically uh, work. But um, and and they, they they get a tour like they get to see whether they want to get services from us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that's that's the way it works. But uh, you personally mm. interact with them? Definitely, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 personally not not on like a daily uh, basis, um, but I know a lot of uh, services and I have different connections. So we have like uh, uh, we have leaders that I work with and connect, and we have service. Um, I'll try to translate it in uh, to English, but uh, improvers, service improvers. That it's a group of service users that we work with in order to make our service better. Yeah. Uh, so they they have like a representatives from council. Uh, exactly. Uh, so we work. So I work with them and talk with them a lot. I connect a lot with the service users on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, they um, on personal issues, uh, even policy issues. They reach out for me. They send me emails. We talk. So you're very uh, reachable. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm th- sometimes too much <laughs> uh, for them. Not yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not for for me. But sometimes it it confuses uh, because at the end of the day, they uh, people that get service from us works with the people that gives them services. So even if they can reach me on Facebook, and then it if they talk to me and then they confuse it because in the end of the day the decision makers are the people uh, right yeah that work with them so um what what's the end goal of this uh of this initiative like what i mean what's your dream 10 years uh, forward how do you see it right you. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go with that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I, I think the, the the end goal um yeah. like the vision is to disappear. Uh, th- at the end of the day, th- in a society that I want to live in, uh, you don't need uh, you don't need service providers like us, because the community is so accessible f- for people with disabilities that we are we we, we are not needed. Uh, so that's like the the end goal. Okay, but something a little less utopic. <laughs> um, so um, th- the way we see it, we wanna like we wanna uh, shorten the time that uh, it takes people uh, to get services from us. So. We started, uh, it took uh, people five to, f- in average, four to five years uh, to get services from us. From the day they started getting services from us till the day they found a job. And now we are on average of two years and one month. So we took it down uh, uh, almost meaning 50%. That, that, meaning that from the day you started, uh, your first day 
uh, getting services from us till the day you got a job in the job market. It mm-hmm. took you in average four four years at the beginning. Yes. And now it's two two years uh, and a month. So you basically right. cut it so, in half. Uh, yeah, we cut and it in half. And also the percentage, wow. it's like... Exactly. And, the, and the, uh, like the mirror side of it is that more people are getting jobs because of our services. So we want to take down uh, the average to a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because I, I do feel that, you know, cutting it down is good. But at some point, you're cutting it down too much because you do. I mean, the the period that you spend with these people is probably important to building their identity. Process. I mean, you can't build an identity in a week. Exactly. So that that's why we aim to. Uh, My identity was in a week, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and it was destroyed in a week too. <laughs> we won't talk about that week. <laughs> so it's yeah, flexible. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so 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 a that, year and a half is uh, what you guys think is the right amount of time. In average, yeah. That okay. that. And also, we wanna like uh, give. Uh, we wanna see more and more people in the job market. And and another uh, uh, KPI for us is how long do you keep the job? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we wanna uh, g- get that one uh, uh, like for a longer period. And then we wanna see people uh, uh, building a career. And that's something that we haven't uh, quite find the model yet. Uh, for people that we have people that are working uh, already two, three, four years in the in the job market and we want to support them uh building uh their career and striving and uh, yeah so that's that's okay so ultimately i don't not sure if we emphasize that your goal is to help these people get real jobs as soon as possible not lo- lo- not too late and stick with them and have normal lives exactly basically yeah. that's your goal and also and the percentage it's like 30 percent right a year yeah uh, of the people uh who work who get the services from you eventually uh end up working in in the market 30 percent a year a year yeah yeah which is high it's like i it's, read that that the average before you existed was like five percent or six exactly. percent yeah. so it's amazing yeah and 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 in some countries it's it's it still is uh, that yeah. percentage. Yeah. And what about branching out abroad? What about ex- um accepting more and more uh, people in need? Yeah. So yeah, that's also like on our on our uh, plate uh, these mm-hmm. days. Those two goals. So first of all, we started working with other disabilities and with other uh, um, ministries in Israel uh, and other departments in the welfare, uh, in the Ministry of Welfare. And also we are uh, we're starting uh, looking at other countries uh, like the UK uh, and, and Germany and South Africa mm-hmm. uh, based on the connections that we made already uh, before Vienna and, and now in, in Vienna. But definitely that's uh, one thing that I'm personally going to deal with in the next few years. Um, because I think that, that there's we, we have a lot of, to offer, uh, and people are, there's like a gap uh, that that someone needs to fill between people with disabilities and the communities uh, that they live in, um, and, and and we have the right model for it. So, right. Yeah. So we have two things we want to talk about before we finish. First of all, you have a new initiative, mm, right? Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, would love to tell you about it because. It's really exciting, and it's uh, it's involves two passions uh, that I have. First of all, for technology, and the second one is for uh, making a difference uh, socially wise. So it's called Seven Chairs, mm-hmm. and basically, um, 
what we're doing is helping people uh, that are in in some kind of distress could be uh, illness could be people with mental illness could be uh, parents could be people that just lost their job found their uh, uh, found a support group in the internet and it's uh, basically uh, a anonymous support groups mm -hmm. uh, forums so yeah it's not a forums it's a uh, it's a guided uh, uh, um, groups uh, based on professionals on, uh, yeah led by professionals so it's pr we, we are basically taking the experience of a support group and to the to the uh, to the online world mm -hmm. uh, using text uh, and by using text we have uh, we have people that can share uh, the people share more when they yeah. are texting right. it's totally Could, anonymous. And anonymous yeah and yeah. and it's anonymous and it's professional and the the main thing is to understand is that it's synchronic as opposed to whatsapp or other uh, text messages that i will send you a message you will answer me in two hours and so on or not so, answer uh, or not answer yeah so uh the meetings are taking place at the same time mm -hmm. so people can t connect between 8 p.m to 9 30 p.m and you have the you have uh, to show up the group it's scheduled exactly and, and the group leader is leading and and, and it's wow. it, it's structured it's not just you know people are uh, whining or just talking and it's structured and it has a process and it's meaning week after week and we had this amazing experience for example we had a group of uh, uh families of people with cancer wow and it was such an intensive uh, uh group that's ingenious how how you know it's yeah no it it is but I, w what i'm trying to understand is i understand let's say people with social anxiety or people with uh i don't know uh you know traumas in their past that they don't want to reveal cancer i mean they uh, it, do they do it maybe because of logistical problems like they don't have time to go to a place or they don't know or is there uh, is there actually a level of shame there as well that they are not i think about to... cancer it's not about shame it's uh, mostly about logistic but it also think about like families of people with cancer when you have someone that is uh, uh, uh has cancer in your family um usually focusing on them on their uh, suffering and you don't pay attention enough to yourself mm. and then when you have uh, and 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 it, you don't feel comfortable when someone that's close to you has cancer. You don't feel comfortable to even look at what's hard for you because they are suffering more. Yeah. Right. And then when you have a group which is on text and anonymous, then you can it it, it make it it makes it easy. So that's yeah. the one aspect. Yeah, exactly. And and, and uh, that's one aspect. And and the second aspect is when you're uh, giving support, when you're a caregiver, uh, then there's a lot on your plate and you don't have time. So th think about uh, you know taking an evening off and w going somewhere else, taking care of yourself. It's something that it it it's it's hard for people that are caregivers. Yeah, right. So that gives them an access to to a support group with without. So it's any it's in English. It's it's, it's it supports English and Hebrew. And, um, uh, and until now, we've done it only with. Uh, uh, groups in hebrew can can uh, anyone join how does it work so or it's so better so so now it's it's better and what we are doing is basically we have this uh we uh work with uh, uh for example uh, in the city of Krasaba, mm -hmm. there's the welfare uh, department there so we guide all the social workers there how to uh how to basically um take their knowledge of uh, of, of, of physical or uh, support group and uh, shift it into text group. Mm -hmm. So we uh, instruct uh, and we give, we provide the technology and also the instruction, the how, instruction to how to do it because it's it's pretty challenging. It's a leap, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And last but not least, mm. you live in a kibbutz. Yeah. Those still exist here in Israel? 
exist and uh, and kicking uh, yeah yeah i think i i live like the, in the most ultimate way of living in our days uh, how many you know here in israel the question is how how much time do you have from from the for the missile to to hit like it's a uh, two minutes <laughs> one minute from gaza missile uh flight so how far is it from gaza uh it's like a one minute I, if uh, Mikey boots yeah I think it's uh it's even uh it takes longer than to Tel Aviv I think ah. it's uh how long does it take for them here like two minutes so we're two minutes and a half oh okay okay but well, we, we have a, a, a do you accept new video. members yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but okay so near Eliyahu yeah and is it privatized or still a socialist kibbutz it's a socialist kibbutz that been uh privatizing in 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 where it, it, it's half changed yeah it, it changed uh so but we do st- still have a system if you earn more then you pay more taxes uh-huh uh, to the kibbutz so, to the kibbutz and right now as we speak there's like a meeting in the kibbutz that i'm missing about <laughs> the yearly budget the annually budget and Uh-oh. i like i had so much to say and people are test- texting me now like where are you you said so you like <laughs> i wrote so much before the uh the meeting and then now i'm, I'm, I'm you not guys there. should have it online <laughs> anonymously so you could just <laughs> yeah. text them here's another the startup for you an online <laughs> kibbutz Do you think that 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 I mean living on a kibbutz must have influenced uh, I guess your perspective mm-hmm. I mean that's that's got to play into I guess because it's it's you know in a city it's kind of to each his own but in a kibbutz everybody looks out skin. for yeah so yeah I think um I mean a process I've, I've been living in a, in one kibbutz for 10 years but I wasn't a member there and then I moved to this kibbutz to nearly hour and I've been there for two years and a half and now I'm a member there and I, I joined as a member and And I learned so much about uh, human interactions mm-hmm. and communities, and I realized that not everyone is living by the same values, even though you live in a kibbutz, and even though it's such a kibbutz still, you have uh, different uh, um, views and different people want different things for their life. Uh-huh. And, and I learned to respect that, uh, even though it was hard for me at the beginning because I wanted everybody to, you know, to live together as one as. And everyone to believe in the same values that I believe in mm-hmm. and then I realized that it doesn't it doesn't work like that like people yeah. have other values and they want other things and that's I think that's the magic in it like you need to you need to work out in in, in a city like you don't like you don't you don't have to speak you need you never. an incentive to work yeah this was the problem with the kibbutz this is what caused its the Death, basically because in Israel uh, we, we let's mention that uh, today about 70% of the kibbutz are privatized only 30% are kept in the original uh, manner plus minus you yeah. know um, so the reason one of the main reason is there was no incentive to work. At the beginning yeah. there was there was a, they served a purpose even then it's a myth there never was there were always those who took advantage of And the ad- advantage and the advantage if mm-hmm. you, if you will I think I think that for me at least I, I think that, that that's okay like uh, people can take advantage the thing is to learn how to um, be get, taking it be taken advantage of <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, in a way like Just, uh, yeah it's uh, it doesn't have to be that someone is taking advantage of you. Even though you're working harder 
or you're paying more taxes. It doesn't have to. It's it's just a matter of interpretation. Yeah, but to to rip that out of the Israeli psyche takes you know like some some, I, I some big scalpels and because uh, I mean being a friar is it's the, the human worst. psyche. It's not the this is the human psyche. No, but in Israel that is the epitome. I mean you know we have friar sire. Yeah. But anyway, that's the epitome of the worst thing in in Israeli society is being a friar. Yeah. I, I'm saying of. it's deeper than that. It's ag- I think it's against human nature, in essence, to 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 work your ass off and see your neighbor uh, work not as hard and uh, get the same benefits. I think it's it's but that's basic, you know, ideologies. But contradicting. It happens all the time. Like you just don't look at it. But right. the world is not equal and people are doing the, like you're doing these podcasts and you're serving people and you're not getting anything out of it except from right. uh, girls. Not even listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but someday you will have listeners. But anyway, it's like uh, you're doing it for the sake of what you're doing it for. and uh, But it's not like milking a cow in the stench and every day. You know? Yeah, that, that, that's true. But I think there's more to life than, you know, uh, to it. So. But I, I will agree. There is magic in the kibbutz. Like, if, if I go, having said all that, <laughs> <laughs> if you go to a kibbutz today in Israel, it doesn't look like anything else here in think Israel. Think about it. I know doesn't feel it. every dog that mm-hmm. I li- in, the, in my surrounding. I know every, like, uh, uh, all the children, all the elders. I know... Who's like and and I yeah. and I sit in 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 different uh, meetings with different people and their kids are playing with my kids and like my hey, kids know everyone and they know and it's like uh, and and we take care of each other like right, right. And, and we just had a birth in a kibbutz so everyone is like you know cooking for them and they're taking care of their. You still children. have dining rooms? Yeah, we do. We do have a, a dining room. It's only lunch now uh-huh. uh, but we do so you share uh, your dining time you share the holidays and you share wives and husbands from time to time maybe also <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know I mean I lived on a kibbutz for three years and I didn't share anybody's no I'm kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm I I mean I, I there is a magic to it and I connected to it but I I need my space. Like, I need that. You know, I like the fact that you can get on a crowded bus and mm-hmm. you don't know anybody around you and you don't care about anybody around you. Yeah. And I, I just remember, I was in the kibbutz when I was in the military, um, when I just moved to Israel. And I remember waking up late on Sunday mornings, rushing to the army, and I would, you know, run into the hasa'a, the, the, the ride from the kibbutz to the, tra- to the bus stop outside of the kibbutz. And I would get on the late one and my, you know, shirt would be untucked and my, and, you know, I'd always get these dirty looks from these old ladies that <laughs> are on their way out of the kibbutz and they're like, you're waking up late. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Who Maybe are the look you? was like, I want to share you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, th- that was refreshing to me to be able, like, I, I, I get that, that, uh, that nice, cozy, warm kind of everybody knows everybody thing, mm-hmm. but that's part, I mean, and that, that fits certain people. But for me, that's that's what I like about the city is yeah. that you know yeah. not everybody is in. I get maybe I'm just a cold-hearted <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yep, <laughs> probably. Yeah, he's probably. like that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if if it it, it works, each, yeah, it each works one, for me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you actually have a podcast. Yeah, we we I I uh, I have a podcast. I um, 
do it with Effie Toledano. He's one of uh, Israel's leading uh, social uh, business... Uh, uh, um, Is he related to Avi Toledano? To, no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're doing it about uh, uh, social businesses, mm-hmm. and we basically interview all the uh, um, social uh, business uh, founders and uh, managers here in Israel. Uh, been doing it for a year. Uh, it's going really well, but we are ending up uh, ending uh, out of uh, interviewing. Louise, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. because the, the ecosystem is that big. So, right. Uh, yeah. So you got to so go to Germany and Australia now and <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. do episodes abroad. So, yeah, th- today we just released like a new episode, the first one in English uh-huh. ever, uh, because we have someone, we had someone from a... Uh, Uh, from Swiss doing a uh, social business here in Israel for uh, survivors of the sex industry uh, wow amazing amazing episode amazing guy doing a really amazing thing and it's a really a sad episode because when you hear mm. about this industry yeah. it's like it's so yeah. sad so if you speak Hebrew it's called Hatuchnit, uh, the program and uh, we'll put a link to it Irad Thank you so much for being here. It was fascinating, inspiring, heartwarming. What else, Eitan? What was it? Nostalgic. I mean, mm-hmm. the part about the kibbutz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for you. having me. Uh, I had a blast. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.